0: This is a tough field of three teams coming in there this weekend. It ought to be really competitive baseball, shouldn't it?
1: No, oh, no doubt. You know, and I'm, I'm sure if uh, you interview the other 63 coaches uh, about the NCAA tournament, they're all going to talk about how, you know, their their regional's tough and the tough draw. You know, you get to this yeah. point of the year, uh, regardless of names and, and uh, you know, conference affiliation, uh, everybody's good you know they they're all playing well at this point or they wouldn't be here they're all you know won their conference tournament or had terrific years to to you know get a uh an at large bid and um you know it's it's at that, that time but yeah obviously i heard a little bit of what you said about simo um you know Dodd, and you know pitcher of the year and he and uh team that not only won their tournament but also won their conference regular season. So mm-hmm. it's not one of those teams that's you know twenty and thirty five. You know, this is the team that's got thirty plus wins that you know has had a lot of success this year.
0: Sure. So that that kid's name for SEMO, the pitcher is Dylan Dodd. And I was just looking again at numbers coach. I haven't seen him pitch. I don't even know if he's right handed, left handed. I just see a hundred and thirteen Okay, so he's a lefty hundred and thirteen strikeouts in ninety and two thirds, and gave up twenty eight earned runs all year. The other thing is he only walked fourteen guys in ninety innings. Give me like sort of kind of scouting report, like what kind of pitcher he is.
1: Well, you know he's a you know obviously you know, you've read off his numbers a couple times now. I'll be happy yeah. when I don't have to hear them anymore. They're so good, <laughs> uh, but. Uh, it, it's a terrific arm, and it's not. Uh, it's, a, it's a left-handed power arm. A guy that's okay. going to throw the ball in the low 90s, and um, you know, a guy that's got a, a, a curve, a slider, and a change, four pitch mix. Uh, but but attacks hitters, and uh, yeah, not different than you know some of the really good arms that we've faced in the, in the Southeastern Conference. Uh, but but not your typical four seed, you know, uh, mm. arm running out there, you know, to start a regional.
0: Sure. I wanted to ask you, uh, coach about, you know, your squad and, you know, confidence and momentum. That stuff gets brought up so much, but I just, you know, watching your team play, but particularly watching some of these guys pitch in Hoover. Um, particularly, you know, the, the outing from Daniels and the outing from Myers. I know that was in a game. It didn't go the right way ultimately, but he really pitched well. I just am I right in reading it right? It seemed that those outings. Kind of gave that team some confidence. Gave your bunch some confidence coming into this regional week.
1: Well, you you know, Matt, as a as a former athlete, you know how much confidence can can play in you know uh, you know your performance. You know mm. when you're when you're feeling good and you're feeling confident, you feel that you're going to succeed. It doesn't matter if you're throwing you know a football pass or you're you're pitching a ball or hitting whatever uh, whatever you're doing. If you feel better about it, then. You know, obviously, you're going to do better, and uh, and so you know, you remember the last time you were out there, and for some of those guys, you know, like certainly McDonald, uh, McDaniel was terrific. You know, Diamond was terrific. He's had a couple good outings in a row, and you know, those starters have had success, but it's nice that they've had success you know, just, you know, uh, prior to, to the regional, but other guys that stood out, uh, where, uh, Jack Doherty, you know, was tremendous in the Mm -hmm. game that you're talking about, the Vandy game. that didn't work out the way we wanted, uh, but he was terrific. Uh, and then of course, Brandon Johnson, I think had three appearances. And so he may have had, you know, dating back to the Vandy series here, maybe five appearances in a row where he's been pretty dominant. So yeah, I, 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 yeah, you know, that would be the thing you know going into the last few weeks that we wanted to sure up, and, and certainly uh, it looks like we did.
0: Mike Bianco, head baseball coach Ole Miss, on your radio, um, coach, have, have you made a decision on who's going to throw for you in game one on Friday night?
1: Yes, we have. We're going to start Derek Diamond.
0: Okay, what's um what goes into that decision? I mean, some things are obvious, but I'm just curious, like. Uh, whether it's rest or whether it's matchup, what's kind of the, the the predominant you know deciding factors in choosing a guy to throw that first ball game?
1: Well, I, I think the overriding you know factor, and this is just being as candid as anybody can be, and it's not taking anything mm-hmm. away from you know Semo or Southern Miss or Florida State that. You to 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 win the regional, you gotta you know win at least three games in a row or come yeah. through the losers bracket, and everybody wants to get off to a good start. And certainly, we know your best opportunity is to win that first game. But if you lose the first game, or you win and then lose the second game, your path to the championship is the same. And so the goal is to win the first two, because if you win the first two, then you only need to win one more game to win the regional. And uh, if you lose one of the first two. Then, you know, you, you got to come back and basically win three more games. And so, you know, uh, you know, we're going to pitch, you know, Derek, uh, you know, the game one, we, we, we think he's ready for it. He's the Southeastern Conference starter and, you know, he's rested and ready to go. And, you know, thankfully because the way the SEC, you know, you know uh, tournament worked out, he only had to pitch once and he's ready to go. And mm-hmm. then we got our, our, our ace, Doug McCasey to face, hopefully if we win the, the winner between Florida State and Southern Miss.
0: So I think I talked to just about everybody else about this at least in an interview this would be my first chance to bring it up just kind of hear how you describe it Nkasee I don't want to say underrated it's just you know when people talk about pitchers you know the conversation always goes to the two guys at Vandy you know we always talk about cops and so it's like we get through a couple of guys in the conversation before we get to Nkazie, and that's kind of across the league and even on the TV games. But then when you look, coach, at just what he's done, how consistent, how competitive he is uh, every time out, do you feel like it's it's almost gone a little bit underappreciated how good he has been this year? Um, I don't. I think
1: we concern ourselves with that. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take you for your word. I mean, he was he was picked, you know, All SEC first team by you know the, the coaches, and you know you can't vote for your own people. And right. so you know he was first team All SEC, so he was selected by the 13 other coaches. And so, um, um, so that's one. Uh, yeah. So I think people in our league understand now. From your standpoint, the media and <laughs> the way you guys project things, and you know. Right. I think sometimes you guys uh, in your, your in this, I hate to lump you in with it, Matt, but you are. <laughs> in the, uh, you know, I think sometimes it's easy to kind of fall into that. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of you know the, the flavor of the month or you know what all the stories are about. And you know the couple of the guys that you talked about, Lighter and you know uh, you know Kumar Rocker, they're very deserving of all the information that's out there about them, and they are going to be very high pick. But I think. You know, people that watch college baseball, people that watch the SEC, and certainly, you know, in our locker room and our fans, uh, we, we, we like Doug as much as we like anybody in the country.
0: Sure. Uh, coach, um, i got a question here from a listener. He lives in Baltimore, Maryland. And, and by the way, he's a big oh, wow. Orioles fan. Yeah, Jay in Baltimore. He's a big state fan. Okay, so he, keep in mind, this is coming from a diehard Bulldog. But he's a big Orioles fan, so he definitely had a question or two for – Ben McDonald when he was on earlier. Yeah. But, but his question is, as a coach and former catcher, um, he, he'd love to hear your thoughts around the possible, the idea out there somewhere down the road of different technology for calling balls and strikes. Cause we've had this conversation on the show. We had a minor league deal that was, you know, um, experimenting with that. Just the idea. Of electronic balls and strikes, or the possibility of that. How does that land on people like you who coach in the game and play in the game? How do you feel about it?
1: I really cringe. Um, mm-hmm. First of all, you know, I, I can see it happening at the major league level, you know, much faster just because of technology. And you're only talking about 30 stadiums. You know, mm-hmm. things that trickle down to our level because it's not the SEC, it's also McNeese State, it's Jackson State, it's Memphis. You know, it's sure. Tennessee Martin. You know, you can't have a rule for one and not have a rule for everyone. And so it's it's tougher when you get to that part, especially if you're gonna talk about balls and strikes and in a box and you know, is it in there? So that's one. I think, you know, financially, the economics of it to me, you know, I, I don't I don't see that happening at the college level. The second thing that people don't talk about is the truth of the matter is um I don't think we want that in college baseball. If we if we had to call only the strikes that were in the box, uh, Mm -hmm. there'd be a lot more walks. You know, people Mm -hmm. don't understand. If you watch the game and you get the analytics after the game, uh, the, the strike zone in college baseball is bigger than it is in major league baseball. And if you shrunk it down, you're talking about more walks. There's more offense. Uh, I don't think any of us. I think if you voted on it, you know, you, I, I don't know if it would be unanimous, but, man, you'd, it would be up there where people just don't want that. You know, there's always, you know, umpires are calling, you know, strikes to have the ball off. or And I get it. It's frustrating when one doesn't go your way. You know, I understand that. But there's 300 pitches and watch a major league game. You know, they're messing up and they're calling pitch and they're the best in the world. And they're making yeah. hundreds of thousands of dollars to do this for a living, and they miss some balls that are either in the box or out of the box, and calling them, you know, the raw pitch. So, uh, yeah, for that reason, I think the two reasons is, that, you know, we don't want that small of a strike zone in college baseball, and two, financially, I just don't see it. You know, I mean, heck, we're trying to. You're a great piece on uneven. We're we're trying to fight for some scholarships. We we don't need to worry <laughs> about everybody getting a computer that can match up uh, and call strikes for us.
0: <laughs> yeah right the, the the budget we need to be real careful what's budgeted for what i totally get that from a baseball perspective mike bianco on your radio right now hey coach on that um friday night being the home team the host team um how do you make the decision on whether you want to play that that early game at two or whatever it is or to opt in there and play that night game which you guys are going to do you can play the the second game on friday night how do you decide which one you want to play
1: We've always played it that way. You know, somewhere about 10, 15 years ago, some teams, those teams started opting for that that first game. And really their reasoning behind it is if we lose, you know, our guys get some rest. Well, first of all, you're not supposed to lose. I know you can. We've lost it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to be egotistical, but you're supposed to win. And and I think, you know, uh, it's really unfair to your fans. You know, you, you you play at home uh, for for your fans, and to to make them have to get to your ballpark at you know two o'clock in the afternoon and sit in the heat. I, I you know I don't think that's best for else. Uh, I, I'm, most everybody would rather. If you ask the kids, if you ask the fans, most people would want to play at nighttime. And uh, you know the only advantage of playing in the day is if you lose the first game, you get you get some rest. Um, so you know we we chose to you know we we need to win. You know I get it. It's mm. tough. It's a regional. But, you know, we'd rather play, you know, uh, when it's a little cooler outside and and get more fans in the stands.
0: When you look across the field of 64 teams that are in it, Coach, and this is not specific to any one or two or three teams, I'm just saying kind of overall, with the COVID year, uh, the draft that didn't happen for so many older players last year, and therefore just the, the automatic that across college baseball, there are more seniors. There are more super seniors, like on on any roster, every roster, because of the experience on the teams in this year's tournament. Does this one? Does it make this one uh, um, unlike any of the other tournaments we've ever had? Given it, you know, teams just have more older players.
1: Uh, you know, certainly we have older players. I mean, there, that, I think that's a given. I think what you're really getting at is, is, is it more talented? And I would yeah. say, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that's one that uh, I've been asked a lot this year, not just because of all our injuries, but how, you know, injuries across the board, you know, across the country. And I don't know if there's necessarily more injuries, but I, cause, because I think there's more higher end players in college baseball this year you know, you hear about those injuries more often. You know, you Mm -hmm. hear about a Gunnar Hoagland or you hear about a Tim Elko. Uh, There's more of those players around. Remember, Tim Elko probably wouldn't have been here. You know, he would have signed last year. He was having a great year. He was a draft-eligible junior. And so I think there's more cases like that where some of your, you know, there's a lot more higher-end players. And so there's a better chance that, you know, Injuries are part of the game, and you know there's a certain percentage of guys that are going to get hurt during the season. And so, when you know, I think you have better players out on the field. So, back to your question, I think, you know, yeah, it's, it's a slam dunk answer of yes. That you know, I think that the field um, there's older players out there, but I think the the real you know uh, thing that you're asking is, yeah, I think you know there's better teams out there, you know, more talent on the field for everyone.
0: You ever seen anything quite like what Elko is doing on one knee?
1: No. Uh, you know, we've never had a torn ACL in baseball. You know, I've coached, uh, for 30 years. Never seen wow. one. Wow. And, you know, have heard of it. Uh, you know, we' heard of, uh, you know, obviously it's a, you know, a, a football injury, a very common football injury. Uh, but, you know, we, we've never seen one. So when it happened, we just really didn't know what to do. And of course, everybody assumed like football, like, okay, he's going to get it. Now he's going to have surgery. And, um, and then when somebody said, well, you know, there's a chance he might be able to swing, but we, you know, nobody really knows. Everybody reacts, you know, anatomically a little different. And. And gave us a little hope, but still, I don't think any of us really thought that it was going to happen. Uh, but with each week, and credit Tim, just, just a, a positive attitude, just, just a positive spirited guy. Uh, he's worked his tail off and then started hitting, and all of a sudden they said, Hey, he's going to hit live on the field today. He started watching, you go, Wow, he, he looks, if you didn't look that, you know, look at his pants and see the brace protruding through, you'd say, Man, he's, he, he's he's looks like he always has. And so, um, you know, it, yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing thing, and what a, what a great story it's been for not only us, I think, but for college baseball.
0: It's just incredible. I watched him tag up. I think it was in Hoover. He tagged up, went from mm-hmm. second to third, and I had one of these old guy moments where I went, you know what, I don't think I could outrun him, and he's got yeah. one bad leg. You know, He actually gets around pretty good, considering.
1: Yeah, he, he's good. He wishes the bases were straight, you know, that that 90-degree <laughs> turn. Is mm. the only thing that really gives him trouble, uh, and so, uh, but yeah, running straight ahead, he's pretty good. He's pretty yeah. good.
0: It's pretty incredible, Mike. Um, you've been through it so many times. Um, I guess you're what twenty, twenty-one years into this, just at Ole Miss now. Um, it, no stranger to the postseason. You've hosted a bunch of times. You've been to Omaha. It, it is the the build up during the week of this regional the angst, if you want to call it butterflies, whatever, that feeling. Is it the same now as it's always been for you? Um,
1: I think for the games it is. I, I think what, what I've been really fortunate about here at Ole Miss with the administration is um, how awesome. You know, I, I want to say this is I think our seventh or eighth time to host, I'm not sure, Um, but our administration is so committed to putting on a great tournament and, you know, the people that are involved in doing so. There's so many hands on deck this time of year where, you know, most in the athletic departments are taking a little break right before football. Uh, our people are used to it and very professional and, and, and put on a great tournament. And I think that part of it has freed me up to not feel as much, you know, stress during the week. I mean, now it's just, you know, prepare for the teams and get ready for the games. And uh, everybody will be, you know, have some butterflies and be a little nervous once once, once you know, Friday gets here. But I think the leading up to it, you know, our administration does such a wonderful job that it's taken a lot off of us. You know, or, or in the early years when they we weren't used to doing this, I think I was a little more stressed out. Now I, I feel all right right now.
0: That's great. That's great. You hate to say that, I mean, it um, it becomes old hat, but like you say, you've done it eight times, hosted those regionals, hosted supers, and, and two, isn't it cool, how, we got about a minute left, Coach, isn't it cool how just the people in Mississippi get totally invested in the sport of college baseball, especially in the postseason?
1: Yeah, it, it really is, and somebody just yelled at me, they said 10, so... I guess okay. ten regionals. How about that? I you know, I don't even know. Yeah, we're, we're, so we're not counting them over here, but uh you know, that, that 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 that's a lot. But uh uh anyway, yeah, the the, the I don't know it, and I think it's hard sometimes because, you know, you wear your colors, you know, you're wearing you know, the black and gold or the maroon or the red and blue, and you're proud of your school and, and all those schools have had, you know, Southern and, and State and, and, and us as well have had so much success, you know, over the years, I think sometimes you forget how good all the other teams are because you want to beat them so bad, right? And, uh, right. Yeah. Uh, but you forget, you know, how good. And, and I think if you're a college baseball fan and you live in the state of Mississippi, but you were you know, born and bred somewhere else and you, you, you're not necessarily wearing one of those colors, you might look around and go, man, how fortunate is this to watch all this really good college baseball. You know, uh, in a a state with uh, just under, what, 3 million in uh, Mm -hmm. population. Uh, Man, we play some really good baseball in this state.
0: Really do. Well, and there will be more of it this weekend. Mike, I really do appreciate your time. Looking forward to watching you all play starting on Friday night at Swayze. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it.